We're going to be learning in Chidush Rabbeinu Chaim HaLevi, the first piece in Hilchos Mikvos. This is Parak Vav Halacha Dalid. And in this piece, Rab Chaim explains the different views of the Rambam and the Raivid, how to take a vessel and make it eligible to be a mikvah. So the Halacha is that one cannot immerse in a mikvah that's in a vessel. The water has to be in the ground, not in a vessel. So the Rambam and the Raivid debate what the process to transform a vessel into a mikvah is. So Rab Chaim explains exactly what they're debating, and he has a new reading of the Ravid's view, and then he shows how this debate is in line with a debate that they have elsewhere. The Rambam writes, If someone takes a huge vessel, and he puts a hole in it large enough that it makes it unusable, so now this vessel is no longer able to become Tamei, and then he places the barrel into the ground and turns it into a mikvah, so that is a valid mikvah according to the Rambam. So basically, if someone punches a large vessel so it's unusable and it cannot become Tameh and then they establish it in the ground and fill it up with water that is a valid mikvah according to the Rambam. Now the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam and he says It doesn't sound right that this is a valid mikvah and someone can immerse in it. There is a lower level validity to this water that if it goes into a mikvah it will not disqualify qualify the mikvah. So this water does not have the status of mayim she'uvin, water that went into a vessel, so that much the Ravid is willing to give it, but to say that this itself is a valid mikvah, so that says the Ravid is a step too far. This contraption that the Rambam created is not a valid mikvah in and of itself, but it does not disqualify the water that's in it. Now the Ravid adds that if someone did want to make this a valid mikvah, so there is a way to do it, a person would have to connect the water inside the barrel with actual mikvah water with an opening that's the size of a bottle. So according to the Ravid, in order to make this barrel in the ground a valid mikvah, the water has to be connected with real mikvah water. And the opening for that is always the size of shoferes hanud. And the proof that the Ravid brings for his view is the Mishnah in Mikvos 6.5, which has a debate about a case of a Sheda and a Teva, a huge box that's in the ocean. So the Mishnah says that immersing in the box is not like immersing in a mikvah because the water in the box is disconnected from the rest of the water in the ocean, unless, according to the Chachamim, there's a hole the size of Shroferes Hanud, so then the water in the box is connected with the water in the rest of the ocean. Rabbi Yehuda is more strict, and he holds that if it's a big box, it has to have a hole the size of four tfachim, and if it's a small box, it has to be a hole that's the majority of the box. So those are the two views in the Mishnah. Says the Ravid, we see from this Mishnah that immersing in a vessel, even if it has a hole that makes it, that it can't become Tameh, is not a valid immersion, unless, according to Rabbi Yehuda, there's a much larger hole, and at least, according to the Chachamim, there has to be a hole like Shvoferes Hanud. But less than that, 
nobody holds that this is a valid immersion. So the same is true in this case. Even though this vessel cannot become tame, it's still not a valid immersion unless the water in the vessel is connected with mikvah water with a shvoferis hanud opening according to the view of the Chachamim. And then the Raivit adds another argument. So in addition to this Mishnah, which indicates that immersing in a vessel unless the water is connected to other mikvah water doesn't work, but there's another argument against the Rambam's ruling. Because even if the barrel has as a hole, so presumably we're dealing with a cheres, an earthenware barrel. So even if it has a hole, but there are going to be parts of the vessel that are still usable. So those parts, either from the bottom or from the side of the vessel, which still are usable, are still considered a kli. They have the halachic status of a vessel. So anyone immersing in them is immersing in a vessel, which is invalid. So how can the Rambam say that just one hole in the barrel makes it valid as a mikvah? when there are parts of the vessel that remain usable and those are still considered a kli, so the person is immersing in a kli. So those are the two points that the Raivit raises against this ruling of the Rambam. Now, Rab Chaim points out that the Rambam himself later in this chapter, Halacha Ches, quotes the same Halacha of this Mishnah that a sheda or a teva, a big box in the ocean, a person cannot immerse in it unless it has a hole the size of Shoferis Hanud. So the whole proof that the Ravid brings to his position from this Mishnah, the Rambam also agrees with that halacha of the Mishnah. So the Rambam must hold that there's some sort of difference between these two halachas, that in halacha ches, the big box in the ocean has to be connected with the rest of the mikvah water, and the measurement for that is shoferis hanud, while in our halacha, the barrel does not need to be connected with other mikvah water, and so long as it has a hole that disqualifies the barrel from becoming Tameh, so that's a valid mikvah. So Rab Chaim wants to explain what is the difference between these two cases according to the Rambam. So Rab Chaim points out that in fact there is a very basic difference between these two cases. In the case of the box in the ocean, what's needed is to combine both waters from inside the box and outside the box together. So that's called Eruv Mikvos, mixing all the waters together. So that can only be accomplished with a hole the size of Shoferis Hanud. Less than that, it's not considered that all the waters were mixed together. And the proof for that is the Mishnah in the sixth chapter of Mikvos, Ukas Hamaara Ein Matbilinba Elim Hanud. If there's a cave with a mikvah and under it is a small space with water, so the only way to immerse in the small space is if there's a hole of Shvoferis Hanud. So the Mishnah is saying that in order to combine waters, it requires Shvoferis Hanud. And that halacha has nothing to do with Kli. Neither of those spaces is a vessel. So the Mishnah is not talking at all about how to nullify a vessel. It's talking about a totally different issue of how to combine different waters and make them one Eruv. So that's where the measurement of Shvoferis Hanud comes in. So that's why in the case of the box in the ocean it requires a Shvoferis Hanud because once it has an opening of that size it mixes all the waters together from inside the box and outside the box. So now if someone immerses in the water in the box, it's not like they immersed in a vessel, it's like they immersed in the regular mikvah of the whole ocean. So that's why in that case it requires shvoferis hanud. As opposed to this halacha, which is not talking about combining different mikvah waters. 
The halacha here is talking about how to nullify a kli because the person wants to immerse in something that had been a vessel and that would not work. So they want to nullify the status of the kli so that they can go and immerse in it. So the measurement to do that is much smaller. It doesn't need shvoferes hanud so long as the kli is unusable. So at that point, it loses its status as a kli and it can no longer become tamay. So at that point, it's also a valid mikvah. And if someone immerses in it, it's not as if they immersed in a kli. So that's why the measurement for this hole is much smaller. So this explains the two different hole sizes that the Rambam gives because he's talking about accomplishing two different goals. If a person wants to combine all the waters together, that requires shoferes hanud. But in order to nullify the status of a kli, that requires bechdei taharoso, so long as the kli cannot be used. It has a hole larger than what it's supposed to be used for. So at that point, it no longer becomes tamay and it's no longer considered a kli. But says Rab Chaim, there's still a problem. Why in the case of the sheda and the teva, the big box in the ocean, does it not help to have a smaller size hole that nullifies their status as a vessel. Why does that case need the larger size hole of Shoferis Hanud in order to mix up all the waters? Why not just nullify its status as a vessel? And once it's no longer a vessel, then someone immersing in the water in the box is like they're immersing in all the water in the ocean. So why does the Mishnah require the larger size hole of Eruv Mikvaos and not the smaller size hole of Bitol Hakli, which would also seemingly work? So so says Rab Chaim, we have to understand the basis of this halacha that immersion in a kli is invalid. So the source for this is a sifra. The Torah says that you can immerse in a bor mikveh mayim, in a pit of gathered water. So that's a regular mikveh that's in a pit. So the Medrash asks, what about a pit that's in a ship? So let's say there's a hole in a ship and it has water in there. So is that a valid mikvah? Talmud Lomar Mayan. It has to be like a spring. Just like a spring has to be in the ground, so too a mikvah has to be in the ground. So this is how the Medrash derives that immersing in a kli is invalid because it has to be in the ground, not in a vessel. So we see from here that the main problem with immersion in a kli with a mikvah that's in a vessel is not that it's in a vessel. There is no special rule that a mikvah cannot be in a vessel. The problem is that it's not in the ground. So if it's in a vessel, it means that it's not in the ground. But the main point of the rule is that the mikvah must be in the ground and not in anything else. So based on this, it's clear that the mikvah water can't be in a vessel and it can't even be in broken pieces of a vessel because that too is not in the ground. So now we're back to the Ravid's question on the Rambam. How does it help that this barrel has a hole in it? How does that make this a valid mikvah when even if this broken barrel lost its status as a kli, but it's still broken pieces of a vessel that are in the ground? So the water is not directly in the ground. It's being held in something else, namely the broken vessel. So why does the Rambam say that that's a valid mikvah? Says Rab Chaim, the answer is simple. According to the Rambam, once the vessel loses its status as a kli, and then it was established in the ground. So since this broken piece of vessel was put permanently in the ground, so now it becomes one with the ground. It's like an extension of the ground, so putting the mikvah water in it is as if it's in the ground. 
ground. Now, if this was not a broken vessel, it was a full vessel, so then even though it's established in the ground, it still creates a barrier between the water and the ground, and the water in the vessel is not considered in the ground. So that's why the Rambam limits this whole halacha only once the vessel is broken, because if it would be a full vessel, then even if it's put in the ground, the water that's in the vessel is still not considered in the ground, but once it gets a hole, so it's now considered a broken piece of a vessel, then says the Rambam that if that's put in the ground, the water in there is considered directly in the ground because broken pieces of a vessel don't separate between the water and the ground. So that's the conceptual basis for the Rambam's ruling that this broken vessel that's put in the ground becomes a valid mikvah. Now says Rab Chaim, according to that understanding, it's clear why a box in the ocean has a different rule because that's not in the ground. So in that case, even if the box gets a hole, which makes it lose its status as a clee, it's still not valid to immerse in that box because the box floating in the ocean is not considered set in the ground. So anyone immersing in the box is immersing in water, which is not in the ground. It's in broken pieces of a vessel. And that too is invalid because the water has to be directly in the ground. So that's why it doesn't help in the case of the box to get a smaller hole that nullifies the status of a clee. The only way to correct immersing in a box in the ocean is if it has a larger hole that mixes all of the water from inside and outside the box together. So now that makes immersing in the box valid because since all the waters are combined, so immersing in the water in the box is like immersing directly in the water in the ocean. So that's a valid immersion. So that's why in the case of the Mishnah, a smaller hole is not going to work because just nullifying the status of a kli on its own does not make it a valid immersion unless the kli is then buried in the ground. But in the box in the ocean, which is not buried in the ground, so the only way to correct those waters is to create eruv mikvaos, to mix all the waters together, and the measurement for that is shvoferes hanud. So this explains the approach of the Rambam, why he differentiates between these two cases, and how he explains the two different measurements of the Mishnah and this halacha. Now, says Rab Chaim, he doesn't think fundamentally the Ravid disagrees with any of this. So he also agrees that there are two different concepts. There's Eruv Mikvos, there's Bittel Hakli, and they have different measurements. What the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam about is in the detail of how large a hole is necessary in order to nullify the status of the Kli. So according to the Rambam, it's the regular hole of Kedei Taharaso, a hole large enough that this vessel can no longer become Tameh. The Ravid disagrees with that, and he says the measurement of the hole is larger. And the way Rab Chaim sees this in his comment is because Rab Chaim asks, why is the Ravid quoting the view of Rabbi Yehuda that for a large box it needs a hole of Fort Fachim, and for a small box the size of the hole is the majority of the box? Why is it necessary to quote the view of Rabbi Yehuda when we hold like the Chachamim that the size of a hole is Shvoferes Hanud? So why doesn't the Ravid just quote the view that we follow halachically why is he bothering to bring the view of Rabbi Yehuda that's much stricter, but that we don't practically follow? So what relevance does it have here to this question on the Rambam? Says Rab Chaim, in fact, the main proof of the Ravid is from the view of Rabbi Yehuda, not the Chachamim, because the Ravid is bothered by a question. Rabbi Yehuda himself believes that in order to combine waters, the measurement is an opening of Shvoferes Hanud. Because in the Mishnah of Ukas Hama'ara, the space under the cave 
mikvah. So Rabbi Yehuda says that in order to combine the two waters in the different spaces, it needs an opening of shvoferes hanud. So why in this Mishnah is Rabbi Yehuda suddenly insisting on a much larger opening? Why doesn't he stick with shvoferes hanud like the Chachamim? Says the Raivid, because Rabbi Yehuda is saying that it's not enough to do Eruv Mikvaos. Yes, combining waters together needs a whole of Shvoferis Hanud. But in the case of the box in the ocean, it's not enough to just combine all the waters together. You need to totally nullify the Kli. And the measurement for that is much larger. The measurement is either Fort Fachim or a majority of the box, but it's not enough to have Shvoferis Hanud. So from this question, the Raivid proves that even though Rabbi Yehuda agrees that Eruv Mikvaos, the concept of combining waters, uses the measurement of Shroferes Hanud, but Rabbi Yehuda holds that in the case of the box in the ocean, that's not enough. The whole Kli needs to be nullified. Now, the Chachamim disagree with Rabbi Yehuda, and they say that in order to immerse in the box in the ocean, you don't need Bitol HaKli, you don't need to nullify the box, you only need Eruv Mikvaos, and the standard measurement for that, as we know from Ukas Hama'ara, is a whole the size of Shoferis Hanud. So that's why the Chachamim disagree with Rabbi Yehuda because they hold the box does not need to be nullified. It only requires Eruv Mikvaos. But says the Raivid, we see from this Mishnah that the measurement of Bitol Hakli to nullify a vessel is not Bechdei Taharoso. It's not a small hole that makes it unusable. It's a much larger hole the size that Rabbi Yehuda gave. And the Chachamim don't even disagree with that. They just hold that in this case you don't need to nullify the vessel. But anywhere where you do, so even the Chachamim would agree with the much larger measurement of Rabbi Yehuda. So now based on that, the Ravid asks on the Rambam, whatever we're hoping to accomplish in this case, the Rambam's small hole is not going to do it. If we're trying to nullify the vessel, so then it has to be either Fort Fachim or a majority of the vessel, the very large size hole that Rabbi Yehuda gave, because again, nobody disagrees with him on that, that that is the measurement to nullify a vessel. Now there's an easier solution, which is Eruv Mikvaos. So combining the waters with Mikvah water would also fix these waters. And for that, the size of the hole is smaller. It's Shvoferes Hanud. But either way, it requires a larger hole than the small one of Bechtei Taharoso that the Rambam said. So that's Rab Chaim's explanation of what the Ravid is disagreeing with the Rambam about. Now Rab Chaim moves on from the first point to the second point of the Ravid's criticism of the Rambam. And he shows how this depends on another debate elsewhere. The Ravid's second question on the Rambam is that even if this barrel is considered broken pieces of a vessel, but even so, some of the pieces are still usable, and broken pieces of an earthenware vessel that are usable still become tame. So immersing in those usable pieces, and there's certainly some of them, should still be an invalid immersion. So that's the second point the Ravid raises against the Rambam. Says Rab Chaim, this debate between the Rambam and the Ravid is lish of later in Parakhes Halacha Zion, the Rambam there writes that you can fix mikvah water by connecting it with another mikvah through a pipe. So a pipe does not invalidate the water of a mikvah, even though putting the mikvah water in a vessel does invalidate it, but a pipe does not because it's just transferring the water from one mikvah to the next. So the Ravid quotes that in the Tosefta it says that if this pipe is kafuf, it's bent, so then that would invalidate the water because that's like a vessel. So the Ravid asks that this seems to contradict the Mishnah which lists clay cheres, earthenware vessels which cannot become tamay, and one of them is Hasilonos, a pipe. 
even though they're bent and even though they have a holding area. So the Mishnah says that a pipe can never become Tame even though it's bent and even though it can hold things in it because it's not considered a vessel. And yet the Tosefta says that a bent pipe invalidates the mikvah water. So which one is it? Is the pipe considered a vessel or not? Says the Ravid, there is a difference between the pipe itself becoming Tameh versus invalidating the mikvah water. So even though the Mishnah says that the bent pipe is not a vessel and it itself does not become Tameh, but it still invalidates the water of the mikvah. So invalidating mikvah water is a stricter halacha than whether the vessel itself becomes Tameh. And the example the Ravid gives is clay galalim. If there's a vessel made out of manure, so that vessel cannot become Tameh. And yet, if the water goes in it, it's invalidated for mikvah use. So we see that even a vessel which itself cannot become tame can still invalidate water from the mikvah. So that's the same with the bent pipe. Even though it itself does not become tame, if the water runs through it, it's invalidated for a mikvah. So according to the Ravid, water that goes through a bent pipe cannot be used for a mikvah. Whereas the Rambam just writes a blanket rule that water in a pipe can be used for a mikvah. So it sounds like even if it's bent. So we have a debate between the Rambam and the Ravid over a bent pipe, whether the water that goes through there can be used for mikvah. So now the Kesef Mishnah on that halacha brings a proof for the Rambam. He questions the view of the Ravid from the Mishnah in the fourth chapter of Mikvos. Silon shehutsar mikanu mikan verachav min ha'emtza. A pipe that's thin on both ends and wide in the middle. So it does have a holding area for liquids. Still, the Mishnah says that that does not invalidate the water for a mikvah. Mishum Because it wasn't intended to hold the liquid, the liquid is just supposed to travel through it. So we see from here that even though the pipe could hold liquid, since it's not intended for that, it doesn't disqualify the water for the mikvah. So that goes against the view of the Ravid that if the pipe is bent, it disqualifies the water. And here we see that the intention matters. So all pipes, whether they have a holding area or not, do not disqualify water for a mikvah. So that sounds very much like the Rambam. So says Rab Chaim, the way the Ravid would have to answer this question from the Mishnah is to differentiate two different halachas within the bent pipe. Immersing in the bent pipe is disqualified. So that is not a good immersion if someone immerses in the bent pipe itself. But the water that travels through the bent pipe, if it then goes into a valid mikvah, is not disqualified from being mikvah water. So the Ravid would have to make that distinction, even though he seems to imply that a bent pipe disqualifies the water, it must refer only to immersing in the bent pipe, not water that traveled through the bent pipe and is now in a mikvah, because that the Mishnah says explicitly is still valid as mikvah water. So the case of the Tosefta now, according to the Ravid, this is Rab Chaim's very original suggestion in the Ravid, that the Ravid would have to understand the Tosefta that says that a bent pipe disqualifies the water is talking about a very specific case where there were two smaller amounts of water, 20 saw each. So each on their own is not a valid mikvah and they need to be combined in order to create a mikvah. So what's connecting these two smaller amounts of water together is the bent pipe. 
So on that, the Tosefta says that since the only thing combining these two smaller mikvahs together is a bent pipe, anyone that immerses in one side of the mikvah is as if they're immersing in the pipe itself. So that's disqualified. But the Ravid would differentiate that if the water travels through the bent pipe and then it goes into a valid mikvah, so now there is 40 saw, that water is not disqualified from being mikvah water. So that resolves the Mishnah that says that a pipe with a holding area doesn't disqualify the water. So now we see from the view of the Ravid that a vessel that has a holding area, even though it was not intended to hold things like a pipe, is still disqualified from being a mikvah. So if a person immerses in that vessel, even though it was not intended to hold things, it's still an invalid immersion because it has a holding area. Now this is different than the halacha of the vessel itself becoming tamay, which only happens if the vessel is intended to hold things because that halacha is derived from the case in the Torah of a sack. The Torah says that a bag becomes tamay and a bag is obviously intended to hold things. So only vessels that are intended to hold things can become tamay. Otherwise, even though it has a holding area, since it wasn't intended for that use, it doesn't become tamay. But the Ravid differentiates that when it comes to the mikvah, intention doesn't matter. Any vessel that has a holding area is disqualified from being a mikvah, even though it was not intended for that use. Now the Rambam disagrees with this and he holds that the only vessels that are disqualified from being a mikvah is a vessel that's intended to hold things. But if there's no intention for the vessel to hold things, even though it has a holding area, it's not disqualified from being a mikvah according to the Rambam. So this is the debate between the Rambam and the Ravid, a vessel that has a holding area which is not intended to hold things, is it disqualified from being a mikvah? So says Rab Chaim, that's exactly the question the Ravid is asking on the Rambam in this halacha. He's pointing out that even though this broken barrel can no longer be used in the way it was originally intended for use, but it could be used in new ways. So since there are new ways to use the broken pieces of the barrel, says the Ravid, all these pieces of the barrel are disqualified from being used as a mikvah. Now, even though so far there's no intention to use them in a new way, or the owner hasn't finalized how he intends to use them, but according to the Ravid, intention is irrelevant. We don't need intention to disqualify the vessel. So since the broken pieces of the vessel could be put to a new use, even though they haven't yet been put to a new use, they're still disqualified from being a mikvah because they're considered a holding vessel. So now Rab Chaim points out that even though the Ravid says in this case, these broken pieces of the vessel are disqualified from being a mikvah themselves, even though they don't have intention to be a holding vessel, again, because the Ravid does not require intention in order to disqualify the vessel, but still the Ravid in the beginning of his comment said that the water in this vessel is not disqualified from being used in a mikvah. So this supports what Rab Chaim said before, that there is a difference 
difference within the Raivid between using the water for a valid mikvah versus immersing in the water itself. The Raivid holds that if there was no intention to use this vessel as a holding vessel, but it is physically able to hold things, so it cannot be a mikvah itself, but the water in it is not disqualified, it's not considered she'uvin. So that explains the framework of the Raivid in this comment. Even though the broken piece of the vessel is a holding vessel with no intention to hold things, so according to the Raivid, one cannot immerse in this vessel, but the water in it is not disqualified qualified from being used in a valid mikvah. So one can take water from it and use it in a mikvah. So the distinction Rab Chaim made earlier in the Raivid is coming out in this comment. Now the Rambam did not differentiate what kind of pipe is being used. So the Rambam holds even a bent pipe that's combining two smaller mikvahs would still be kosher. So that shows that according to the Rambam, everything depends on intention. So even a holding vessel, if it was not intended to hold things is a valid mikvah. The only vessel that's disqualified from being a mikvah is if the person intended to use it as a holding vessel. So now, given that the Rambam disagrees with the Raivit on this point, so that's why in this case he rules that the broken pieces are not a problem, even though they could be put to use, but since the person hasn't intended or decided to use them in a new way, so at this point they're a holding vessel with no intention to hold any anything in them, so it's not disqualified from being a mikvah. So that's how the Rambam would answer the question of the Raivid. This is the same debate that they have later on in chapter 8, whether a holding vessel is only disqualified from being a mikvah if it was intended to be used to hold things. So this is Rab Chaim's piece to explain the differing views of the Rambam and the Raivid in this issue of how to take a vessel and change it so that it becomes a valid mikvah and one can immerse in it. And there are two options. According to the Rambam, if the vessel gets a hole and is buried in the ground, then it's a valid mikvah. Whereas according to the Raivid, it needs to combine with other mikvah water. And Rab Chaim explains that the Raivid disagrees with the Rambam on two points. First of all, he holds that in order to nullify a kli, it's not enough to have a small hole that makes the kli unusable. It needs to have a large hole based on the measurement Rabbi Yehuda gave in the Mishnah that it's either four tfachim or it's a majority of the vessel, depending on whether it's a large or small vessel. So that's a much larger hole than the Rambam's size. Second, the Ravid disagrees with the Rambam and he holds that even a broken vessel or any holding vessel which was not intended to be used to hold things is still disqualified from being used to immerse in as a mikvah. And the Rambam disagrees with both those points in the Raivid. He holds that once the vessel can no longer become Tameh, so it's unusable, it's now considered broken pieces of a vessel, and if it's buried in the ground, it's as if the water is directly in the ground, not in a vessel. And the Rambam also holds that in order to be disqualified from being a mikvah, the vessel has to be something that is intended for use as a holding vessel. So that is the debate between the Rambam and the Raivid according to Rab Chaim. Now, the key concept point is the distinction between Eruv Mikvaos, combining water, versus Bitol Hakli, nullifying the vessel. And Rab Chaim explains in the Raivid very cleverly that that is the debate between Rabbi Yehuda and the Chachamim in the case of a box in the ocean. According to Rabbi Yehuda, it requires Bitol Hakli, nullifying the vessel. Whereas according to the Chachamim, it needs Eruv Mikvaos, mixing all the waters. So that's a very important distinction. Now, according to the Rambam, there's a slightly different distinction 
And that is between if the vessel is in the land or not. Because the key halacha of a mikvah, according to the Medrash, is not that it can't be in a vessel, it's that it has to be directly in the land. So according to the Rambam, once the vessel is broken and it's just pieces and it's buried in the ground, so the water on those pieces of a vessel is as if it's directly in the ground, as opposed to a box in the ocean, which is not in the ground. So the water in the box is still not in the ground. It's in a vessel, so it has a problem unless there's Eruv mikvah. So bitol hakli is not going to help in that case. It has to be a mixture combining all the water from inside and outside the box. Also, Rab Chaim develops a debate between the Rambam and the Raivid in this chapter and continuing in chapter 8, whether a holding vessel is disqualified from being a mikvah only if there's intention to use it as a holding vessel or even without intention. And within the view of the Raivid that even without intention it's a problem, Rab Chaim distinguishes that it's only a problem to immerse in this vessel itself, but the water that's in this vessel is not disqualified from being part of another valid mikvah. So that leads Rab Chaim to a very original understanding of the Tosefta according to the Raivid, that when the Tosefta says that a bent pipe is a problem, it disqualifies the mikvah, it's talking about two small mikvahs that are connected through this bent pipe because since the whole mikvah is created using the bent pipe, so immersing in any one of the holes is like immersing in the pipe itself. So those are the key points in this piece of Rab Chaim.